Hey, I'm Erica Jarvis. And I'm Amy Randolph. And you're listening to Podcast Rewind. The podcast about all of the podcasts that we just can't stop listening to. Exactly. When you're done with the show, come join us on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcastRWD or be our friend on Facebook. Search Podcast Rewind. And don't forget, you guys are the most important to us. So come and rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, now on Spotify, or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Exactly. All right, let's get on with the show. I'm one of your hosts, Amy Randolph, who can be found on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Amy Randolph. That's Amy with an I-E. And joining me in the podcast note tonight. Hey, everybody. This is the other half of Podcast Rewind. I'm Erica Jarvis. You can find me on Instagram at Erica Jarvis, where I truly regret not being like at Erica. Because <laughs> I didn't know that was an option back in the day. And I was like, oh, hey, internet, here's my full name. Why did yeah. I go with at Erica? Was they told, remember that time they told us to be professional on all platforms and then you realize like, oh no, a girl just wants to have a little fun. Right? You don't want to be sugar babies with a Z1001. What I do love though, yes, you don't want to be that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you get attention. Yeah, true. Um, I do really love that every time I search your handle to tag you when I'm <laughs> posting stuff that Erica Jane from Beverly Housewives is yes. like the number two Erica oh, J. And first of all, I'm so happy that you're number one, or my phone just thinks you are, because I tag you, and I've never tagged her once. You've never tagged the pretty mess in anything? That's so weird, Amy. No, I mean, maybe accidentally, and she didn't respond and let me know. All right, but getting into the show, we have to, first things first, as always, uh, have a cheers. Cheers. I'm not a monster this week. I'm back on the wagon. Screw that shit. Back, bitches. Did a couple of days of agua, and I'm back with my favorite summer beverage, an Aperol Spritz. Yes, So yes. excited. We had those a couple weeks ago, so you'll remember it's the uh, Aperol liquor, liqueur mm-hmm. with a splash of champs and soda water. Yeah, I mean, you can do more than a splash of champs if, mm-hmm. if you're feeling nasty. I know. I ran out of regular club soda, so this is the bubbly grapefruit club soda or spa- seltzer water, excuse me, if you will. They figured yes. Aperol is already orange. Yeah, the grapefruit. It's all citrus. It's all citrus. It's all now, citrus. Eric and I may have needed to Google for... um. Way longer than necessary because I was having an argument with her that certain fruits were citrus and color me wrong. Color me wrong. A pineapple and a mango are never been acidic, but not citric acid. Correct. I learned something new that day. You how to be humble. (laughs) How to accept being wrong and me being right. And to deal with being wrong, which I hate. Yes, I'll drink away. What do you hate more, being wrong or you being wrong and me being right? I would rather you be right than anybody else. Oh, so okay. I just I hate being wrong. Yeah, more. I would really hate it if I were super wrong and then like you were with me uh-huh. or like gonna stand up for me because yeah. you know best friend stuff. And then like somebody else is right, and then both of us have to go crawling with our like you know <laughs> yeah. uh, tail between, tail our, between legs. our legs. <laughs> well, I'm nailing this. You All right, are you um, are right? I am. I am drinking because <laughs> I am continually a monster. <laughs> And I'm having Yellowtail Pinot Grigio, which is probably the sixth time I've done that on uh-huh. this show, but look, a girl likes what she likes. 
Yeah, you really do. You really I mean, do. you're keeping them in business. Sure. So down under, they say, <laughs> thank you, mate. <laughs> I don't think they're having a hard time, but so, I play my part. Right? <laughs> so funny. Well, we also, every week after we share what we're drinking with everybody, we talk about what we are obsessed with. Is there anything tickling your fancy this week in June? Yeah, I'm obsessed with something. What are you obsessed I with? Am. Um, okay, so we've been talking in this apartment about, like, cutting the cord. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cutting the cable cord. Yeah. Uh, being off of the cable grid. Got to yes. keep the internet, of course. And talking yeah. about... That doesn't mean we stop watching television. No. Not in this household. Um, but we're looking... You know, there's lots of people out there doing yeah. it. And there's all different streaming stuff that you can do. And we were talking about doing the Hulu Live thing. Mm-hmm. So, look, no commercial for them. So I'm not going to explain exactly no. what it is. But I wanted to know more... I know Hulu. We have an account. Yeah. But, you know, what's really available on there from a streaming perspective uh-huh. before we, you know, cut and go to their live thing. Um, so I had to make sure my shows were there. So sure. right now what I'm really watching is Beverly, uh, no, I'm sorry, Real Housewives of New York City uh-huh. and the Jersey Shore Family Reunion on MTV. I have to have both every week. Correct. So I, we don't have this, the live streaming yet, and I know that those channels are involved. I think at least Bravo. But anyway... Let me get there. I had my my uh, tablet out, and I pulled up Hulu, and I was, like, making sure I could get the latest episodes of yeah. those shows. Bummer. I can't. They oh. only had the first season available of both Jersey Shore and New York, but I'm thinking maybe maybe it's because I'm streaming from a device and yeah. from television, and maybe if we buy the longer yeah. package, then we get access to more Yeah, it'll tell you the current stuff. in the Hulu Live. But, you know, I was in the mood to watch New York, uh-huh. and I could only get the first season, and it was late, I'd had a couple of glasses of wine, and I thought, fuck it, let me go back to the beginning. Yes. And I watched the very first two episodes ever How of Real Housewives of New York City, and I don't recognize these women literally... Or, like, emotionally. <laughs> did you watch the first season live when I did. it was happening? I okay, did, but so 10 is... years ago. Oh, yeah, It's been a decade. Yeah. Things have changed. Holy shit. Um, okay, so in some ways, they are the exact same people. Uh-huh. And in some ways, obviously, so much has changed. It was kind of joyous, though. So, yeah. like, Ramona had the bangs and the, and the like, blonde straight hair back then. Like, uh-huh. that's never changed. But she had Mario back she then. She did have a husband back then. And, she was a housewife yes, back then. She was, she was literally a housewife. And I'm not saying Ramona has style now, but she definitely didn't back then. Did any of us? Oh, my <laughs> God. There was a weekend at the Hamptons, and she had, like, you know, platform flip-flops on. Oh, my God. A pleated <gasps> uh, denim skirt and a bikini, like a yellow bikini top, and she's running around just having a ball, though. And that's the thing. They all seem joyous and happy yeah. in their lives. And then cut to Luann, who is at her daughter's um, uh, equine event, horse, horse event. Equestrian. Equestrian, thank you. <laughs> event uh, also out in the Hamptons. And bitch is wearing just like a Lacoste polo. What? Mom capris with the drawstring around the calf. Stop it. No, and sneakers. Sneakers? Sneaks. Well, Sneaks on the countess. Even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes, darling. Who was a legitimate countess back then? Yeah, no, that's... I mean, you don't see these bitches anything less than a cocktail dress. I watched this... Y- week's episode of live and Sonia wore a sequined gold or sequined magenta cocktail dress to a blood drive. Yeah. I like mean, in a high school gymnasium. Things have changed, but look, if you guys have some time and you want some housewife's nostalgia, 
get yourselves on Hulu <laughs> or on the internet, wherever you can stream. Yeah. Go back to that Ray first episode again. And I, 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 you can't go home again. You just can't. But like, but you you can, got pretty close. You got to the driveway. Damn, damn! I was obsessed with it since I've seen it. I'm so excited. To That's tell awesome. Y'all. Are you gonna watch more? Um, no, I probably don't have the time. But it was just a great little treat. Oh, okay. But maybe, 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 maybe. maybe it could be your new office at night. Yeah, I do want to watch the first Jersey Shore over again. Oh, Jesus, that's got to be some kind Party of nasty. Yeah. It'll be some kind of nasty. <laughs> well, Amy, my obsession is insanely different than yours. Okay. <laughs> um, I have a, as you know, and a couple of people, if they've listened once or twice before, I have a blog called MyRevampedLife.com, yes, and I am definitely trying to grow my own personal Instagram account. So I'm always taking like webinars or, you know, tutorials and trying to see what I can do in the social media world because girl, we're all invited to the table, but that table is big. <laughs> there are so many people out there. Yep. And so I started doing an Instagram challenge this week with, you know, some girl that's cracked the code and knows what she's doing. And um, today was day four and you had to post like your favorite quote or something. But um, it's been awesome. I've seen such major engagement and it's definitely made me rethink how I want to talk to people on my own Instagram uh-huh. platform and, like, what my goals are and what I'm trying to do and, you know, keeping, like, the happy hour photos to, like, the Insta stories right, but, right. like, the actual photos to do something. And I have jumped, like, 20-plus followers yes. in four days. Um, and it's just made me rethink so many things about, you know, my blog being all about, like, women empowerment and, you know, collaboration over competition and be a boss and kick ass at whatever you do, whatever your hustle is. And um, it's just been really awesome, and I've been really excited and yes. getting really good response. So I feel like I'm definitely going on the right path. Like once you post a photo, and you immediately have like 20 likes already. Yeah. Like it just feels so good. And so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep it up. I might even go a little longer than the five day challenge and see what I can do. But it's been really fun. Yes, I've enjoyed it. You know that I love your platform in the first place. Like Thanks. Amen, preach sister to um, empowerment in the workplace, especially. Uh, but I'm so happy for you that you're getting this engagement. Thank so, you. rewinders, take a second, hop over to myrevampedlife.com and give Erica another like. Thanks. Or a comment. You can keep the check that I gave you this week. Yes. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. So, um, this week we've got a lot of podcasts to recap yep. for you and yep. bring you up to speed. Just as a reminder, that's what we love to do here. We love to listen to podcasts and we love to talk about them and share them with you. So, this is a place where you can find new podcasts, mm-hmm. and go deep dive and go start subscribing to others, but always make sure you subscribe to ours and give us five stars because, like, yeah, we're the messenger, right? And look, recaps of pop culture are so much fun yes. anyway, so maybe you've already heard the podcasts that we're talking about, and you can just enjoy us talking it back. Yeah. Maybe finding an insight that you missed, mm-hmm. um, maybe making a little fun if it calls for it. Yes. So we hope that uh, you are enjoying hearing us talk about one of our very favorite things, and that's podcasts. Podcasts. So let's get into it. All right. So I want to talk about a podcast that I've mentioned on the show before called The Lady Gang, but I think mm-hmm. it's been a while since I talked about them. Yeah, maybe since New Year's. Uh, maybe. Not beforehand. I think it might have been one of my first podcast pop-ups that I shared. Damn. Yeah, I know. And this podcast is been on for quite some time, about two plus years. Mm-hmm. The, um, so the hosts are Jack Vanek, Kelty Knight, and Becca Tobin. Originally, this podcast was called The Fempire, and after they had about <laughs> two or three episodes, they fully got a cease and desist from somebody else called The Fempire, oh, and they were like, oh shit, so Lady Gang. The Fempire Strikes Back. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> That's where I would have gone. Right? And I don't even like Star Wars that no. much. But I yeah, love wordplay. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, they did the Lady Gang and they have huge, huge, huge online presence. 
tons of different Facebook groups. Like, I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Like, the big followers, Lady Gangers, they have their own version of a subscription box, like the Lady Gang box. That they put out every quarter that they truly curate themselves. So, oh, yeah, okay. like, they're really in touch with their... Everybody else is out here FabFitFunning. Well, yeah, like, like a love of FabFitFun box. Love FabFitFun. Code. Erica J. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not going to no. work. Don't put that in. <laughs> not. No, it's probably for Erica Jane. What are you talking about? Use code <laughs> Erica Jane. Give her some pretty mess. She doesn't have enough money. Give it to her. <laughs> but um, so just like most podcasts, they come out every Tuesday, and their sign off is always "See you next Tuesday," which is hilarious. We get it. We see what you're doing. But now they've started doing what they're calling Lady Gang quickies. So like every Hell Thursday, yeah. they're going to put out a 30 minute episode. No guests. Oh, mini A mini sode, if you will. And so, um, as they say, they are not here for a long time, but they are here for a good time. Throwing down the quickies, right? They're good with these little one-liners. Um, so like I said, no guests. They always start off with like a mirror message because Kelty is big into inspirational quotes, which drives the other two, Jack and Becca, like up a wall because they're a little <laughs> bit more like negative kind of girls. Yep. They're like, a mirror message isn't going to change your life. Stop it. So, and the quickies, they and let Kelsey and Kelsey, Kelty, am I drunk? Yeah. <laughs> they let Kelty indulge in that side of her and she always has like a mirror message and then the girls kind of talk about like what they're grateful for and then my favorite is at the end they do a lot of like different questions to kind of spark conversation between them and it's called what's in the box <laughs> such a great seven reference what's in the box what's in the box don't open the box don't open the box Brad spoiler it's your it's, dead wife's yeah it's your dead wife's <laughs> My coworker just saw it for the first time the other day, and he oh. is still reeling from the ending. Oh, yeah. That'll fuck you up for a while. I was like, but it's been, I've been so far removed from the ending of Seven that it's now humorous to be like, oh, it's in the box. Oh, it's in the box. And he's not okay with it yet, so me making fun of it today did not go over well in a meeting. Did you check to make sure he knew Bruce Willis was dead the whole movie? In the sixth there's some things I gotta talk to him about. He's not from America, so I have to really bring him up to speed on American culture. Double check on the six cents for me, if you could, please. <laughs> like, see that red in the? That means he's he's no, dead the he's whole dead. time. He's dead the whole time. Dead. Oh, saw it's him on the ground. He's alive. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to bring this up to him at work. Just double check. Does he know the rules of Fight Club? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? What fight club? My bad. What fight club? Girlfriend. Anyway, I wanted to pop up this one recent quickie because Kelty, she's a reporter for Entertainment Tonight, and she got to go to the royal wedding. The royal wedding. We love it. I love it. You love it. Um, And she just had such an honest conversation about the fact that, you know, she was in her hotel room in England. She, you know, hasn't been home in a couple of weeks, and she was over there. You have to go over there and do so much prep and press work for this, you know, fucking dog and pony show that the world watched. ponies and dogs. <laughs> See? Not inaccurate. Right. <laughs> but um, it was so great to hear her. Um, she just recently won an Emmy for her work, work on Entertainment Tonight. I feel like Entertainment Tonight is one of the highest pop culture news programs you can really work for. Like, that's like sure. the pinnacle. It's way better than a TMZ. A thousand percent. And it's been around. I mean, my parents had that on as a kid. Right. And then hard copy came on right <laughs> after. <laughs> You know I'm right. That's such a good throwback. And yeah, I do remember. Um, but she, like I said, she just had such an honest conversation at the start of the podcast. That, like, she's tired. She's jet lagged. She misses her family. And, you know, even when you get to the top and you really start to succeed at what you love to do, you still need to allow yourself that if you do feel sad, it's okay. Like, you're tired and it sucks. And mm-hmm. in England and their food's not good. Like, so many different things. But she really just, like, did a deep dive into the entire wedding. Also, like me, 
thought girlfriend could have gotten an extra tailoring before she walked down the aisle. Because there's no way this $80,000 Givenchy dress wasn't being sewn onto her the day of the wedding. Mm -hmm. Why didn't they just go like, oh, okay, get some clamps and start working on it? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. It must have been a hectic morning. Right, she had thoughts on the hair. Maybe an extra spray of hairspray couldn't hurt. Or as she said, a swipe of a blush. (laughs) (laughs) She had thoughts, and I love the fact that, like, I was completely... On her team. Yeah. Because she was like, yeah, she had all these great friends there, like Priyanka Chopra. But like, where's your girlfriend in sixth grade that like handed you a tampon under the stall? You know, why didn't you have those kind of friends there? I thought she did. Mm-mm. She had her best friend's twins. Um, are they the ones that carried her train? Yeah, but I think that they're, that's not like a childhood best friend. I got the impression it was, but was I... Was it? Uh-oh. I don't know. Are we going to do it again? I'm just saying you weren't there and Kelty was. <laughs> I'm going to stand down. <laughs> I, yeah, I have no idea. But um, she was saying, like, how the fuck was Oprah there? She was like, I constantly reach out to Oprah's team, like, to get her on the Lady Gang. And they've had some serious guests. I mean, they've had Ryan Murphy on. You know, they have some highbrow sure. guests. But, yeah, I know it's I'm not Oprah. i the scales of my right? hands. Well, so they Oprah. said they reached out to Oprah, and they were like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oprah currently isn't doing any podcast tours right now. <laughs> and Kelsey goes, oh, okay. We just got signed to E. We have a TV show now. She want to come on that? And Oprah's people were like, so wait, Lady Gang is so, the, yeah. that's where we're going? Okay. Yeah, that's the All announcement right. that this podcast oh. is now going to be a TV show. Good for them. Unclear exactly on what the direction is going to be of the show, but their whole thing is just like girlfriends, you know, that you'd want to brunch with and talk shit on celebrities and kind of like gossip and have fun. I love it. It can be a really great, just it's fun hour. Very fits on brand with E. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was my first one, that little quickie about Kelsey at the Royal Wedding. All right. Um, I'm kind of popping up slash throwing back to a couple of your pop-ups. From, yes, from recent weeks. So first, I want to talk to you about an episode of a podcast you have been recommending to me mm-hmm. off air for quite a while and talked about recently on the show. Yeah. Betch Slapped. Oh, yes. I love Betch Slapped. Yes. So I love the Betch's website. We've talked about yeah. that. For whatever reason, I just blanked out and I've never listened to Betch Slapped. So this week, I was kind of searching for something... I wanted something fresh, something funny, something current, uh-huh. and I went, oh, God, of course, I should listen, listen to um, Check Out Betch Slapped. So I pulled up an episode, uh, number 88, called What to Do If You Hate Your Roommate's Boyfriend. I listened to this one. Yes. Um, I liked the episode, and I liked the content. Remind me, Jordana and Sammy, who are the hosts, are they the original founders of the website? Along with Aileen. Along with Aileen. Yes. So Jordana and Sammy... Got into a cat fight on the show. Oh. Did. And I don't think either of them expected to. No. And I think that they got into where they both knew they should stop, but couldn't. And I thought to myself, I, I'm pretty sure this is not what Erica tells me it is no. every week. <laughs> I got a weird episode. They got into it hardcore. So they started with this question. They had a, um, a listener write a email in mm-hmm. with a personal problem she wanted advice on. Yeah. And that is that she's had this roommate for several years. <clears throat> I got the sense that they were pretty close friends, but not best friends. Okay. And the roommate's new boyfriend of the last few months is a jackass. <laughs> He's a jackass to her. He uh, disrespects the apartment. And she was asking, what do I do without disrupting my friendship? Yeah. But to but get I this fucking hate them. out of here. And... 
the bed slap hosts, I think as they probably normally do, use some maybe pop culture references. Yeah. So first they brought in Jackson Brittany, uh-huh. but not brought in as an on the show, but brought up and mentioned Jackson Brittany from Vanderpump Rules and how recently on the reunion, Brittany was crying and saying, look, the internet can really stop coming for me for getting back together with Jax. I get that you disagree. This is my life and yep. these are my choices and back off. And I think it was Jordana that was like, she doesn't get to say that. Mm-hmm. She's on a reality show. Yep. Fuck her. You I work for to, me. You work for me. I get and to I'd like you to not be with him. And, <laughs> and I don't think you should be with him. Whereas Sammy's opinion was, yeah, but leave her alone. I mean, okay. you don't have to yell at her. I also don't understand commenting to celebrities I really, on their yeah, Instagram. I really don't. I, really don't I will tag other people in a celebrity saying, and if they see it, I don't give a shit. You continue to work for me, and I'd like to let other people know that I right. like your stuff. And yeah, I agree with that. I don't. I just don't like anybody being mean to anybody on the I, internet. I completely agree. That you shouldn't just, be an asshole. There's to no people. reason, and people aren't going to go up to Britney's face when they see her and do that. No, you know, like Leslie Grossman may demand a photo with Jax, but I don't but think she's, she's going to be like, "You don't talk to me, Mal, that way when you're in Kentucky." Do you hear me? <laughs> right? You know, like that's not what she's going to do. No. Um. So I hope people got that reference <laughs> <laughs> for the six people in the world that watch Jax and Britney <laughs> take Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> Y'all are welcome. Uh, so they got into it there, and then they got into Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson, yes. and it got uncomfortable, because they were really, like, going at each other, yeah, and they, they couldn't were, stop. It's funny that it's, like, it's such a controversial, uh, the Kardashians in general are crazy controversial and yes. polarizing. Yeah. You either love them or you hate them, or you just really are like, please go away now. Like, yeah, there's just C. option C, um, but it definitely sounded like that there was... An understanding, like, oh yeah, we'll bring up Chloe. Yeah, we both agree, right? And they didn't. They didn't. They, they didn't tell each other what their stance was. Right. They just assumed, like, yeah, we're girlfriends. We've talked about this before. We have our own thought, and it's the same. But it was like, yeah, yeah, because Chloe asked everybody to like leave her alone about staying with her baby daddy, and it was like, no. Yes. People were like, that was that was one of their arguments, and the other one was, have whatever opinion you want of it, because you're right, it is on reality television. Yeah. You're not playing a role. You are being yourself, and you know, as that. You put yourself out there and I may judge you, but one, I think it was Sammy that was like, but leave her the fuck alone. Yeah. You don't have to drag her all the time. I agree. You know, she's got a newborn. She's trying to salvage this relationship. Let her be. But I also see this other flip side that, was it Jordana that had the opinion? I think, I think so. I was fully Jordana's side because you ask of me as a celebrity to be involved in every fucking step of your life, but this one thing I can't be a part of? No, that's not fair. Oh, yeah, not putting it on television. But not putting it on television. Like, you know, with Kylie, she hid her baby away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? She chose to not really do much. The baby's on camera every now and then on her Snapchats. But, like, it wasn't shoved in our face and all of this stuff. So, like, if you ask that I know everything about you 365 days a year, (laughs) you can't say, but on this one, I don't want you to come for me. But you sent for me for every fucking thing else. Right. I agree. Oh with my you. god, are we gonna fight? Yeah, I really want to not because I'm also not trying to have a Kardashians fight because I just don't want to. No, I agree. Um, I just I wanted to kind of bring up how I, funny yeah, it was. It was that I listened to the show that you recommended, and it was a weird <laughs> one because it came on the heels of the first episode of Babe, that which we talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, and it was super dark. Laura was in a mood, uh-huh. and it was dark as shit. And I came home to you, and I was like. Is Laura always like this? You're like, <laughs> I was like, no. What? I don't even know what you're talking about. And then I'm like, I'm going to try another Erica podcast, and I get that out of Betch Slap. So it's not that I don't like your recommendations, <laughs> and I will continue to take them, but I'm just finding the weird ones. A couple of weirdos. It's the last couple so of weeks. funny. I know we talked about Babe and how, like, 
women who you like have question marks on and you're like, are you okay? okay. And stuff like that. Um, I just listened to one in the car today and Ryan and Lara went to the pink concert. Mm-hmm. And I guess at one point in time, Gwen Stefani came out or something, which is weird, sure. but they were like, she is the ultimate babe. Like I cannot even look her in the face. I have so many fucking questions for her. I'm just going <laughs> to ignore her. She's the babiest of babes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, for me, Gwen Stefani could go away and that'd be fine. Whatever she's using on her face, though, tell me what that is, and then go oh, away. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. Girl, don't look. <laughs> don't look a day older than her no doubt period. Right. All right, that was mine. Okay, so I'm gonna do a thing that we've talked about that we might not do so much. Ugh. Talk about a show that is a recap show. Okay. Which is always kind of hard because you've like we've said you're moving away from the source material. But sometimes they're outstanding. But sometimes, Amy, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, you are rewatching Housewives. And I watched a housewife of New York. Um, what would you say was the most pivotal episode in all of New York housewives of all of New York? Uh huh. Like, what oh, is the episode man. that everyone is like, yes, that one? Um, Scary Island, right? Yeah, everyone's got a Scary Island. Yeah. If you've never watched Housewives of New York, all of the girls are you know on a trip in the Bahamas, and it goes unhinged screaming and craziness and fearing for your lives and everyone just refers it to as like the scary island episode and it's the greatest thing ever yes this week uh-huh, uh-huh. Southern Charm, which I know yes. we don't watch, was yes, delivered, which was you. delivered a fucking scary island. Yes. They have found their scary island episode after five or six seasons and it is, I mean, when you have a hashtag as the villain the next day on Twitter, you're doing something wrong, hashtag Southern Charm Ashley. Also, something so very right, because now we all know who you are. <laughs> right? Absolutely. So this week, just to bring everyone quickly up to date on Southern Charm, Thomas Ravenel and his new girlfriend, Trashley, fights with it. Thomas's baby mama about not being invited to her son's second birthday. And as everyone says, like, you're not the stepmom, you're not a okay. fiancé, you're the girlfriend of like three months. Why are you demanding this invite? So they... I mean, this brawl comes out, and this girl, Ashley, is just screaming at Catherine and saying horrible things to her about her parenting and being a mother because Catherine doesn't have custody of her children because allegedly, this happened, Thomas <laughs> 100% gave Catherine cocaine and then the next day had her drug tested and she lost her kids, allegedly. Hashtag uncool. We probably need to stop with hashtags before people turn this off. <laughs> Our bad, our bad. Hashtag people say. Hashtag we're sorry. Um, but anyway, like if you are a Bravo TV fan and you like Southern Charm, this was just the fucking piece de resistance of reality television. Yeah. And it was unbelievable. Everybody was coming for her. Like Jackie Schimmel had things to say. Ooh. Kate Chastain from Below Deck was tweeting up a storm and crushing it. And I refreshed my Stitcher app like you would not believe waiting for Watch What Crap Is. Yeah. And those... Fuckers, Ronnie and Ben delivered the greatest Watch What Crap Is episode I think that has ever happened. The way they just recapped everything and calling Ashley like a water buffalo because she has this like straw blonde hair that she kept flipping back and it kept popping up and giving her this like water buffalo look. Like the, um, the uh, horns. horns. Like, yeah. yeah. And everything that she would say, they just... Because we know when you listen to Watch What Happens, you're going to almost get a blow-by-blow, quote-by-quote, that these guys are going to reenact in their, you know fantastic way with their own voices and at one point in time Ben was trying to do his Craig and he went oh shit that was my Sandoval like, they just have so many cry. well they kind of sound a little the same oh, like a little gravelly and dumb um, that's the Sandoval 
Yeah. That's a Schwartz. No, Schwartz is football. <laughs> Sandoval, like, dude. dude. Yeah, well, Craig, on, is, yeah. Craig is a little like, oh, nail me. Um, oh my God, so embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, like I said, it was a full perfect recap and that like, they even the next day were like, guys, did we go too hard? And like everybody on like their Instagram and Twitter was like, not hard enough, man. Not as hard as Ashley did. Right? But so like, they were just were so good and they kept coming up with these amazing quotes and they were just like, Ashley is every lifetime villain. Like, all wrapped in to one. Whereas, like, the men on Lifetime will stalk you and murder you, but the women want your lives. And, like, it's creepier. And she clearly is so obsessed with the fact that her boyfriend is still in love with his baby mama because she's gorgeous and has her shit together. And Ashley just, you know, screaming at Catherine, but then looking at Thomas and is like, we're perfect for each other. It's the world against us. It's us against the world. We've got this. If you propose, I would say yes. And he's like, cool. Good you're creepy. But so then I was like, all right, I'm not done with this episode. I need more recaps. I'm reading The Vulture. I'm reading everything. And then I find, excuse me, Bravo has their own podcast, Bravo's Daily Dish. Right, right, right. So this is hosted by Megan Segura and Rachel Roberts, who are producers at BravoTV.com. Yeah, I've this, listened to the show before. It's not, I don't love it as much as well, my other recap shows, but they have the inside scoop on Exactly, stuff. because... Well, they paid the Bravo celebs, so you get to come on now mm-hmm. and talk about it. So it's not full recaps, but on this most recent episode, you get to hear from Catherine what it was like to have oh, Ashley yeah. screaming at her, and Craig was like, here's what it was like to witness it. And the cool part is, not only have they already watched the episode and lived it, but they can see what Ashley's like, and everyone else's in the moments were, and their asides, and then can really comment on that, as opposed to not seeing the episode. So it was just like a bigger deep dive, like the aftermath, and mm-hmm. I loved it. It was so good. It's honestly one of the best Southern Charms that's happened. Also, small plug, I told you yesterday, Southern Charms Savannah comes back July 16th. Oh, I'm so excited. I so thought they were gone. I thought so too. I saw something on the internet, and I got very excited because the Crappens guys love them, and they're yes. going to cover them beautifully. Yeah, that will be a lot of fun. Yeah, so I just had to really like kind of live that moment of that Southern Charm episode in my podcast world. Fab. Yes. All right. So, I'm going to surprise you for a second. Yeah? I think we should break now. All right. Let's take a quick break. Yes. Let's refill our drinks, and we're going to come back with some more shows to talk about. All right. Sounds good. Hey, guys. We want to take a quick second and shout out to our Patreon subscribers. That's right. Let's start with our intro rewinder, Sandy Randolph. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Exactly. We also have a professional rewinder, and that is April Valdez. Shout out to April and her crew at Salon Bon Tempo. You can find them on Instagram at Salon Bon Tempo. And if you live in Orlando, be sure to check out April. She's an amazing hairstylist. What they're doing over there is awesome. So thanks, ladies, for listening. We love April and Salon Bon Tempo, and we would love to shout out you next week. So come on over to Patreon.com for as little as a dollar an episode. So cheap. So cheap. What's a dollar? You can join us. You can be a rewinder, and you will have exclusive access to our bonus episodes. So over to Patreon.com slash Podcast Rewind and rewind with us. Awesome. All right. Let's get back into the episode. And we're back. All right, Amy, it is your turn. I just dished on some podcasts. What do you have for me? Okay, I have a new series that I found today. And, like, guys, bear with me. I did not exp- – I didn't know that this was out in the universe. I was listening to another podcast, and then my Stitcher app played an ad at the end of the podcast yeah. for a new podcast they're releasing on Stitcher Premium. And it grabbed me and Ooh. disturbed me, and I had to listen immediately. Disturbed you. Yes. 
and I am so obsessed with it that oh. I put together a, a recap, and I've got to do it right now. Okay. Oh. Um, so let me start off with saying this this show is on Stitcher Premium, and they released the first episode on regular Stitcher. So Premium, they have other content on that you have to pay for on Stitcher Premium, and also your regular shows you can get without ads. Okay. Now, I don't pay for Stitcher Premium, but I'm looking at the one-month free trial, yeah. so I'm going to have to wait for them to drop all these episodes, and then... and then start my first free trial. So this is a six-part podcast called The Gateway, hmm. and it is hosted by Gizmodo and a reporter, Jennings Brown. So I just have to say, first of all, that I read a book a few weeks ago that was super disturbing and has been sitting with me. And the <coughs> podcast me. is so eerily the same fictional story that I just read. So oh. the book I read was about a woman who works in a suicide helpline, but is actually mentally crazy and kind of a serial killer. And when she thinks every now and then that she's going to get someone that really could commit suicide, she'll actually flip and coach them into it and gets off on... Oh, that's right. You told me that yes. story the other night. I was like, please go away with that story. I know. That's I know. So and I, I read some weird dark shit, but I, I didn't know. even know that one was going to get as crazy as it did. Your Amazon and, suggested list versus oh. mine is hilarious. Yeah. No. It's, again, <laughs> one of the ways in which we differ is our reading materials. Um, look, I love suspense and, you know, psychological thrillers. Yeah. I love to read and I read a lot of them. Anything for 99 cents or a dollar ninety nine on the Kindle. I'm like, come oh, yeah. on, baby, come my way. Come to mama. But this one, like I said, I was like, yeah, that is real fucked up. A suicide helpline worker who actually is coaching yes. people into committing suicide. This podcast is about a spiritual guru named Teal Swan, <laughs> as in the color and the bird. Got it. Who is being accused of convincing some of her followers to commit suicide. Oh. Specifically, a woman named Leslie Weingart, who was her first client. Wait, who, this is real, right? This, this is a okay. real story. I'm trying to not get confused yes, with your you. own Thank you. fictional. So, so now, I told you my fiction thing, helpline workers, fucked up. But this real podcast in, just is eerily. In real life right now, this podcast is investigating the real life story of Teal Swan, who I googled her. She's everywhere. <gasps> she has books. She does seminars all over the world. She currently has a resort in Costa Rica that she's running that you can pay gazoo dollars to go and be, you know, healed by her. She also hears, she is like a new age spiritual guru in the sense that she is basically an influencer. She uh, is online. Oh. She has uh, over 400 YouTube videos. She's got Instagram and she daily lives every day. Wow. She, um has a giant Facebook group called the Teal Tribe. That's a private group, but of over 25,000 members. And if you think the Beehive won't let you fuck with Beyonce, don't try coming for Teal and expect the Teal Tribe to let you live. But then why have I never fucking heard of Teal? Girl, all you have to do is pull up Google and type in Teal space S. I know, but like until this moment, this is all new for me. I have never heard of this woman either until today. And now... I'm almost terrified. I'm right. terrified. So Jennings Brown, the Gizmodo reporter who was investigating this, happened upon Teal because he said in April 2017, he had gone through a recent breakup. Uh-huh. He was only freelancing and not making much money. He was down in the dumps and sad and found himself online in like sad sack forums uh-huh. and watching kind of sad YouTube videos. And a Teal Swan video came up as a recommendation for him. Uh-huh. And, you know, she's self-described as a spiritual guru and We're advice, watching one later. And a healer. <laughs> and he was like, 
she's unlike any spiritual guru that you've ever seen. First of all, she's beautiful. Uh-huh. Piercing green eyes, long, dark, black hair. She's got, I think, a, a regular quality of a lot of those gurus, like a very entrancing, kind of droning voice. Uh-huh. But her message is odd. Um, so she is openly supportive of suicide in the sense that she feels that um, death is actually, uh, well, you cannot believe suicide is wrong, otherwise all death is wrong, according to her. She believes death is a choice, and she admits to having committed several attempts on her own life from a suicide point of view. So the trouble is, I mean, you do you, I guess. Yes. But uh, in the case of this woman, Leslie Wingart, who was incredibly uh, depressed, uh, she sought therapy and advice from uh, jo- uh, from Teal Swan uh-huh. in 2011, 2012-ish. She was actually Teal's very first, like, actual follower. Oh. And in May of 2012, she committed suicide. And it comes out that Teal was coaching her, and she wouldn't, Leslie wasn't really taking the advice or not taking it for more than a couple of days. So Teal sat her down and had a talk with her. Are you committed to life or are you not? And Leslie decided, I'm not. And she killed herself. Whoa. Two days later. And Teal was like, that's the right decision. And then she claims that she was reincarnated two days later. But her family and her husband are like, yeah, into what? Where? (laughs) Right. And that there have been several other of her followers that commit suicide. And she um, thinks that... That's Seems to think that that's coach. okay, yeah. And and then her tribe, like this uh, Facebook close following, there were a couple of members that got out that talked on the podcast about how suicide heavy it yeah. is as far as people will Facebook live stream to the page saying, help me not kill myself right now. And then people, you know, will write, you're worthy, we love you. And like, as long as you're within this community, then you have the self-love or the love of the others to keep going and that's one of those things that makes it a cult and makes it yes. so exclusive. Yes, we talked about that a couple weeks we ago. Did. What makes a cult what is a cult. Um, I, I was just so completely fascinated by this. So there are two women that are really anti-Teal and they're taking it from the Teal tribe. But Jessica, who is a former member, I believe, and LaVon, who is a woman that was involved in a long-term relationship with another spiritual guru and we kind of saw through that and now just in general blogs against them, but really hones in on Teal. She says that, you know, Teal says regularly to her members that death is a reset button on a life that has become too miserable. Um, And that, in fact, it may be the best option that death feels great and that you wouldn't even believe what a gift it is that you can give to yourself if you just knew how great it is to die and start over in a new life. Uh, does this podcast come with any kind of like trigger warning? Like, yes. this is pretty intense. Yeah, it did. She, he, uh, Jennings, the host, did trigger warning in yeah. the beginning. That's um, good. Uh, so, oh, and by the way, Teal, uh, in a video in 2013 on YouTube, responds to the Leslie uh, Weingart suicide. And, and that's where she comes out with all those quotes about she didn't commit to life. And so I had a conversation with her. Are you going to commit or are you not? No, Teal has zero um mental health expertise yeah she has no training she shouldn't be doing to me it sounds like if someone doesn't follow her she'd rather them just yes go away so they can't harm her teachings or bring down her average Uh uh-huh but anyway teal is currently living in this resort in costa rica she has a group of volunteers that live and travel with her and they help her create all of this content 
every single day she puts out content online. She's writing new books, um, promoting seminars. She's a self-influencer. And the way that she's doing those air, these videos, I've not watched any yet, but according to Jennings, look and feel very much like other kind of celebrity, yeah. look what I'm doing type videos. And so interesting that you were talking about in the Lady Gang earlier, someone who's really into affirmative quotes. Uh -huh. She is a, if you are feeling down in the dumps and depressed, do not force positive thoughts upon yourself and do not write one single affirmation. Just come to the group. And they'll do it for you and they'll as bring a you community or or listen to me and my advice and I'll heal you. Um, I feel like so, what nobody can see right now is like every time you're talking I keep you're shaking shuddering. my head. I'm like this you're is insane. You're absolutely shuddering. It's like the new Dr. Kevorkian but like with a promo code. Yeah, look, I'm hooked on this. Uh-huh. Um, you're going deep in this aren't I'm you? going deep in this. I'm so episode 1 dropped on May 30th, so just last week. They're going to drop every Tuesday, so in about a week, a month and a half, I'm going to get my free trial to Stitcher Premium and get ready for me to fully dive deep into this later. I, I almost can't stop thinking about it. Oh, I, okay. I totally know what you're talking about. Like when you read a book or see a movie mm -hmm. or something, a new story, and you're like, it is living in me. And because it relates to me to a fiction thing that yeah. is still kind of on my mind uh -huh. a little bit, and then to find out that so close in real life it's actually potentially happening so like when I'm we're really in when we're done with this we're fully watching a video and looking her up I don't know if do I want to they say, I do don't know if I want to watch pen? a video I can look at her insta let's look at her start at her insta start there yeah but we won't watch a daily story because then she's gonna know that we look true and then maybe dm us well, and do not come for us because no. we did not send for you look girl <laughs> I ain't committing no suicide fuck no no weird okay you can't make me can Okay, that Can was I the gateway, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's try. I'm gonna take the reins because this Sunday a cool event is coming up that we're both really excited about. Of course, an annual event. Annual event in New York City called the, the Tony Awards. Broadway Super Bowl. Broadway Super Bowl. It's here. Um, I have no. I do know who's hosting it. Yes, you do. Sarah it's Barry Ellis and Sarah Josh Barry Ellis Corbin. and Josh Groban. That's right. That's right. Um, and we have been obsessed over the Mean Girls soundtrack. I don't know anything else that came out. Oh, no. SpongeBob SquarePants came out, yep. which sounds like a terrible show, but everyone is raving about it. True. People are saying it's a really great show. I have a friend from college that worked on it from a publicity side, uh -huh. and he's been posting for a while. It's amazing. Yeah. Don't forget, Frozen came out this year. Frozen came out. Everyone says that's actually really good, too. Yeah, and everyone is very excited about the revivals this year. Like, mm -hmm. Hello, Dolly, and Once on This Island is going to probably sweep. You think? Uh, I mean, everyone is so excited about what it. What about Mean Girls? Or Mean Girls is an original story. Oh, that's right. They're separate. They're Man. separate categories, yes. I'm not allowed to play. at the. It, this is not my Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Th but this I is my lane a little It more. is. You went but to school for musical, or for theater. Like, this is what you've got. But I love it. You do love as it. As just a consumer of all things arts and entertainment. Yes. Um, while you were on stage, I was the journalist reviewing <laughs> you and you know, writing up my recaps. Oh, I've been recapping, basically, for quite some time now that I think about it. But anyway, we're really excited, and a good friend of mine, Craig Feldman, has an amazing Instagram account called Parody Bill. So if you love funnies and laughs and Broadway, I highly suggest you go check it out. He'll do really great mashups of a um, playbill, play I could not stutter, mm -hmm. and then reimagine it. So a playbill, for anyone that doesn't know, <laughs> is the program that you get when you go see a Broadway show or a Broadway tour and it's iconic if you you can picture it yeah. it's the yellow bar at the top that says playbill and then like the logo of the show that you're going to see and then yeah. it's got all the information of the cast and the songs list and synopsis of the plot all that good stuff in it yeah and it's so great so like one of the 
ones he did this year was so clever. It was Dear Katie Heron instead of Dear Evan Hansen. And then instead of the You Will Be Found quote from Dear Evan Hansen, it was like, you can sit with us. Like, yes. such funny, great, clever stuff. Also mashups, which are so trendy and fun. Absolutely. And right He's now. so talented with this stuff. Like, when the Academy Awards were out, instead of I, Tanya, he did I, Regina. Like, Regina from Mean mm-hmm. Girls. Like, just so cool. And so... He gave us some recommendations in regards to podcasts to prep ourselves That's right. for the Tonys because like we have said a thousand times, there is a podcast for everyone and everything. And of course, there are dozens for Broadway. So I started listening to one called Broadway Backstory because I think you had mentioned it to me. I did. A while ago. And the co-host of True Crime Obsessed, uh-huh. which is the one where they talk about true crime documentaries. Yes. And we kept them. I talked about uh, Tickled yes. many moons ago, many shows ago. The male co-host, Patrick, is the host and, um, I think, like, the producer of Broadway Backstory. Oh, because uh, this Backstory. is one of the most well-done podcasts I have ever listened to. Yep. It is full-on, like they say, a documentary-style podcast, and it's brought to you from the team at Today Ticks and Theater People, and they kind of explore how a show develops from an idea and concept to a full Broadway show, and it feels very, like, NPR documentary. He talks, and then you hear kind of, like, great background music, and then a full interview, with somebody. And so I listened to episode seven. I kind of went back yep. into the archives about my very first huge obsession Broadway musical in the last decade, Legally Blonde. Yeah. Which is a great show. Oh, I loved it too. Such a we good show. Over it. We totally did. The songs are anthemic. I mean, they are empowering women. It's such a great show. And what I loved about hearing how it came to life is that Hal Luftig, who I guess is a pretty big producer in the Broadway world, in 2001 saw Legally Bond in theaters with his now husband, and his husband was a psychiatrist, and just kind of commented about how Legally Bond really showed off this concept of called women dumbing themselves down, and how women develop so much quicker than men, and they kind of were smarter, sorry boys, early on at least, early on at least, and then they figure out, well guys might not like that, let me turn these A's into B's and turn these B's into C's and how he just said like this is such a classic case but really well done from a movie perspective and that's when Hal was like this has to be a musical it's writing itself Mm -hmm. the characters are so big and bold and like the whole theme of everything is great so then you hear about how they brought in Jerry Mitchell who is a choreographer for quite some time in Broadway Mm -hmm. Amy's nodding because she knows these facts (laughs) way better than I do and I heard the podcast you did hear the podcast but like you do know these Facts and people way better than I do, but I really loved what. Well, I wasn't gonna. No, I was. I wasn't gonna like say it. Like, I wasn't gonna be like, yeah, I know Erica. Yeah, I know Erica. So if I'm doing that, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm saying you're helping me because, like, I think if I heard it quickly, he was a choreographer. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, calm down. You got this, Ice. You got, got it. Um, but I loved how Jerry Mitchell said, like, I thought that the movie was a musical. Like, the heroine was larger than life and somebody that you rooted for and somebody that we all were. So when uh-huh. he was getting pitched, like, we want you to be the director, he was even able to say, like, I had my own heartbreak and I learned from it. I'm a better, stronger person. We are all Elle Woods. At the end of the day, we're all getting into Harvard and we're going to go get that <laughs> fucking law degree like no matter hard. what it takes. Like, it is hard. So um, I just loved all the stories about how the composing teams were told, like, four or five different teams, we think you could be great composers, but fight for this. And then they had to go off and write an opener, a ballad, and then find some part in the movie, make that a song. And so the um, composers who went in the end are Larry O'Keefe and Nell Benjamin, who I think actually Nell is on Mean Girls. As a writer? I think so. She may be with Jeff Richmond. Yeah, I think so. The name just sounds really familiar. Probably. 
Um, and how they were having the hardest time writing the opener. I loved this story because she said the great opening openers song. are so difficult. It's going to get rewritten. But the Legally Blonde opening, oh my God, oh, oh my, my God, God, you guys, guys. is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I love that they talked about, like, she just had this one line in her head, oh my God, you guys. And they, <laughs> they were able to write a song about it. And then they went back to the sorority where Reese Witherspoon went and spent some time prepping for the movie in general and was able to kind of go back and showcase some stuff. And the girls heard the song and were like, oh my God, I love it. Oh my God. I said, oh my God. Oh my God, you guys, we're doing it. We're doing the song. Oh my God. Oh my like God, I thought God. it was so funny. You go on to learn more about Heather Hawk, who helps write the book, mm-hmm. and how she kind of really embodies Elle so well. And then I love the story hearing all about Laura Bell Bundy and how she truly became Elle Woods and her ability to help create that character and how when she was auditioning, she couldn't practice the big number so much better in her apartment because she had friends in town. And so she went under a bridge with tons of traffic and just belted it out to, you know, crush it. And she was amazing. Um, but I thought this was a great podcast. I actually was listening to it. I was like cleaning up my car the other day and I'd stop and be like, oh, that's right. I loved that song. and get like teary eyed because we went to go see it when it came through Orlando. Yep, and such a great show. And it's really, you know, that musical touched so many people, like young women in their 20s, that MTV even made a spinoff. Of the yeah, this reality show, reality show, the search for the next L Woods, and so um, this wasn't really in the podcast, but I did my own deep diving. I'm a researcher, so on that show, a couple of the girls have on all gone on to be on Broadway. Oh yeah, so um, Lauren Zacharin was in the Great Comet. Or in 1812, that one that was just on Broadway. She was a uh, Western Michigan University, my alma mater, a musical theater performance major, when she auditioned for the MTV reality show during her freshman year. And uh, her career, career, right? Her career, nope, didn't come back to Western. Yeah. Um, Still has a lot of good friends at Western. I see them. um, Uh She was just in a cabaret with my friend Bo and my friend uh, Suddenly Seymour um, the other night. And she actually, you may not recall this, but she was in the chorus of Legally Blonde when it came to Orlando and we saw it. Oh, yeah. We, we were so excited. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. She's from Rockford, Michigan. Nice. Good girl. Some other girls that were on that show, Selena, Lena Hall. She went on to be a Tony winner for Hedwig and the Angry Inch with yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. Gosh, that girl can wail. She can wail. But this one I just read about and I thought you would love. Um, one of the girls, Autumn, who was down to the final two, mm-hmm. she recently and just ended her run as Portia. In something rotten, and you saw her in Orlando. Fuck no, that was her. Yes, she. Oh, I didn't I know saw that. that. I was like, what an amazing tieback! Because you just saw it a few weeks ago. Oh, I wish I had known that. Uh-huh. I guess I didn't read my playbill. I guess you did not. Or, or you left off her the television show. Yeah, um, exactly. I really was hoping she would win. I was bummed about Bailey. Same. Bailey was. She's terrible. She's terrible. They closed the show when Bailey got on. They did. They were like, oh, they got to go tour this and find somebody yeah. else. Yeah. But they even talked about how Laura Bell Bundy went and did the tour for six weeks because the girl playing Elle got sick yes, and they I needed somebody. Story. And she was like, oh my God, I can really go back and play Elle to my, the best of my abilities because I'm not worried about rehearsals and staging and I can just really embody Elle. I love that story too, that she just got to sit down and yes, just sit be in, in love with Elle. And yet she wasn't worried about... Um, needing to boost ticket sales or anything yeah. because that tour was already sold. She uh-huh. just had to go have the time of her exactly. life with this character that she uh, created and loved so yeah. dearly. I need this show to keep going. I need to know about Mean Girls. I need to know about these current shows on Broadway. Well, let me recommend to you. Yeah. I know that you saw Kinky Boots in Los Angeles. I did. And it wasn't your favorite show ever. Um, I will say, I think it's a Pantages Theater is in downtown mm-hmm. LA. It's not, and a lot of people have said it, it's not meant for theater. 
it's so large. Yeah. Well, I saw, it on, I saw it on Broadway in yeah. a smaller house. And yeah. And I completely loved it. And I got to see the great Billy Porter mm. um, play the role that he originally Girl, did yes. in Kinky Boots. So if you really liked that episode, I know that you've at least seen Kinky Boots. I have, yeah. And I know that you love Billy Porter I and do. a Cindy Lauper. So Ugh. listen to the Kinky Boots episode. Okay. I did. And also that is a story that was translated yes. from an existing story onto the Broadway stage mm-hmm. and the trials and tribulations and Sydney Lauper coming out of her 80s pop career and composing Crushing. a musical now. Yeah. And she's got a Tony for that herself. And I will say a lot of people. Yeah. That role and that whole um, show is like the thing to go be doing. I believe the lead singer of Panic at the Dick Disco, mm-hmm. he went on to be on the show too. Like that's a place that people are really honing their craft if they want to be on Broadway. Like that, I can just has the really amazing music that does allow people to showcase that they can do Broadway. Yep. So Broadway Basics with host Patrick. I oh. his last name. Sorry, buddy. We'll tag you. It's on Stitcher. It's on all the places you can go find yeah, it. Yeah, just check that really, out. Really, really good. I also listened to another recommendation from our good friend Craig from Parody Bill on Instagram. He recommended that we listen to a podcast called Broad Wasted. What? Yes. Now Tell this, me. This was a good time. If I wanted to remember my college days drinking <laughs> with my theater friends, this was the podcast. Nice. So it's three hosts, Kevin, Brian, and Kimberly. Um, they will... They, they sit in a room. I think they said they were in a wig room. I don't know what theater they were in uh-huh. or what workshop space they were in or rehearsal space. But they were in there. It sounded like they put one mic on the table and they sat around it drinking cocktails. Nice. And talking about theater. Awesome. And this week, they, they have guests on pretty often. This was episode 80, which they actually recorded back in December. Uh-huh. Um, and I was interested in listening to this one because... They talked about a show that I'm so bummed I did not try to see when I was in New York City a couple of months ago, and it actually played right next door to the hotel I was staying in. Uh huh. But it's a straight play, and they don't have they have a hard time, you know, really getting word of mouth out outside of New York City about straight plays. But this is a show called The Play That Goes Wrong, and it's a giant farce about this acting company. And they, um, it's a, it's a complete farce. Anyway, yeah. I haven't seen it. I can't really say much about it, but, um, they are the, the, the main, the leads of the play that goes wrong, join the host, Kevin Bryan and Kimberly, and they drink, they talk about Ugh. the show, they talk about how it opens, you know, so it's kind of some um, yeah. press for the show, but they also, they were playing games and it was the kind of fucking shit that I would do <laughs> with my theater friends drinking wine on Friday nights. Is this that zip, zap, zap shit you talked the other day? <laughs> They're all trying to one-up each other with, like, the best Broadway reference uh-huh. to this or to that. And, I mean, if you, look, if you know something or other about Broadway <laughs> and you like an inside joke that yes. literally only 0.5% of this country will So this will might get, go over my head is what you're this, saying. This one might be a little tough for you. It was, even for me, I was like, oh, what's that reference? And then by the time I've made that, they've made three more jokes <laughs> once, I, once I figured out what it was. Uh, but, look, it's a good time. It's an easy listen as a half-an-hour podcast. Yeah. So Craig, again, gave us that broad-wasted I found awesome. that on Stitcher. It was fun. It's, yeah. It's definitely for the theater kid and all of us. Are you going to reach out to your friends and tell them about it? Like all your theater friends? Probably not. They've <laughs> <laughs> got some friends that are still doing some <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of my friends are still in the industry. Which is so. always awesome. Yes. And then they can, when they're done being in the industry and they're driving home from set, listen to our podcast and go, oh, 
Look at our girl Amy crushing it in the podcast world. That's that's true. And look, everybody, go check out Craig Parodyville on Instagram. Mm, it's so funny. It's so funny. And Follow I'm excited because he's going to start doing merchandise soon. Yes. And people are loving his stuff. If you liked anything from Mean Girls, he has so many great items like the Apex Predator, but it kind of looks like the Lion King logo. Oh, yeah, it's a mashup. It's so good. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's so great. And He's great. These podcasts are great. Amy, this has been great. This has been a good time. And I want to let everyone know, like, what our favorite part is getting recommendations from you guys of what to listen to. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so fun to hear what you're listening to, and then we can go back and deep dive as well. So keep sending us those recommendations. You can either send us a DM on Instagram or send us an email at podcastrwd at gmail.com. Yeah. All right, episode I mean, 32. In the can. Well, it's in the can, so um, time to go back to the drawing board and listen to our podcast. Get ready for episode 33 next week. And I'm going to go watch that teal video. Uh, Real talk. Uh, <laughs> all right, but in the meantime, everybody, do not forget. Be kind. Bye, guys. Bye.